1: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more
0: than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The biggest battle we will ever have to face is the battle between you and you. It's the battle of taking your mind to that limit and then breaking through. On the Mindful Experiment podcast, we will share concepts, universal laws, and interviewing individuals who have done just that, who have gone through the dark times and through those moments, allowed their light to shine bright. I'm your host, Dr. Rick Manzo, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and taking this journey with me as we discover different avenues to break through those limits. Expand your reality, and evolve into the person you desire to be. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone and welcome. This is Dr. Vic and you are listening to The Mindful Experiment. In today's episode, we had the joy of interviewing a high energy individual known as Josh Carey. Josh is a business coach. He's a podcast host. He's a speaker, digital media, and creative consultant and entrepreneur. This guy does it all. He spent 40 years in hiding. He hid every day of every aspect of himself, showing up with a mask on all areas of our life, trying to gain the approval of everybody else. I know I, I was able to relate to that and have some others can be able to relate to this also. At 19, he changed his name and has entered into what would become a 15-year career as a professional actor and filmmaker. The pro- applause and external accolades didn't complete his heal, feel, his feelings of anxiety and insecurities. and He found himself more isolated than ever. Today, Josh Carey is a podcast host and business coach, the entrepreneur who are ready, willing and able to say F that noise. In this episode, we go in deep about that. He breaks down what the noise really is, how to become more self-aware, how to unleash the hidden entrepreneur within you, and a lot of life nuggets. Uh, I loved interviewing him. Josh and I have a lot in similarities, and it was a lot of fun just to uh, fuel my fire and all that I do uh, from his fire and all that he does. So uh, without stealing his thunder anymore everyone enjoy the episode and welcome and here is Josh Carey. Well Josh welcome to the show.
1: Dr. Vic so excited to be here thank you for having me.
0: I've done my research and uh, I was really excited Uh, your energy just before jumping on has been uh, was awesome and I'm really excited for the listeners to tune in and uh, hear what you have to share on the show today so again just commending and thanking you for being here.
1: I appreciate that. Wasn't always this way, but I've really learned to uh, hone the energy into the uh, proper, more um, efficient direction.
0: I love it. So first question, I'm going to get right at it. Um, yeah. You know, I love the title, Hidden Entrepreneur. I think I think a lot of us have that trait of an entrepreneurship in us, and uh, I would love the, how you came about with that and the whole journey with it.
1: Well, thank you. And I love that you say uh, we all have that trait, because that was me for so many years. But really, the, the whole thing is, is that I, while I acted on it, I knew that there was so much conflict. So today, like you said, I am the hidden entrepreneur. And that came about from spending a lifetime, 40 plus years, really, uh, showing up, hiding, Hiding all of my power, all of my ability, all of my capability in return for showing up as the person I believed everybody else expected me to be. Now, that is just good old fashioned seeking approval. And at the end of the day, that does nobody any good. It doesn't do you any good. And it really doesn't do the other person any good either. But why that happened is because at a very early age, I sold myself the story that I was not valid enough, nobody cares what I have to say, nobody wants me around. We've heard that story before, but I sold myself that story for life practically, and I took that into the world. So I gave myself that story. And that's an important point. It's not that other people labeled that. I showed up into all kinds of life circumstances playing that part in that role because that's what I believed. And as human beings, once we get a thought or a story in our head... We go out and we need to find the people and the circumstances that validate that for us. And wouldn't you know, people are are very excited and happy to validate your story for you. And that's what I got. And the big conflict and tension came about because really, I knew day in and day out, and it wasn't true. I felt it. I knew it. Imagine that stress. So behind closed doors, I'm thinking, I could do that. I can do what they're doing. I know I can do what they're doing better than them. But I didn't give myself that chance because I didn't want to step out of this predefined role. Who knows what I thought would happen. I thought everybody would retaliate, would get angry and upset. Who do you think you are? Get back playing that small part you've been telling yourself you're, you are. And I did. And uh, that's the conversation I had in my head. And, um, you know, when you live life that way, it gets very depressing, very uh, difficult. Again, because I knew better. I knew that I was capable. I just never acted on it.
0: I love how you bring up the story that we tell ourselves, right? And then you made a great point about how you tell yourself a story, and then the world's going to convict that to say, yeah, this is true.
1: Always. yep. no matter what story you tell yourself, even if it's the opposite. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I love it. And it's it's so, but one of the things is, you know, the feeling of the disconnect, right? Not being able, you know, taking you away from your realm of who you really are, the feelings of uh, not feeling great, uh, low vibration, things like that. How did you change and make that shift? How did you go from saying, you know what? I'm tired of this story. I'm something better. And here's where I'm going to go. Was it like, basically, was it a scary process? Can you kind of walk us through that a little bit?
1: Well, sure. And it was a process over time, right? Like I've, Lord knows I've tried, quote unquote, I tried, I, I wanted to make the change as we all do, right? But what we say and what we're deeply holding on to are often in conflict. So, you know, over time I would read the books and try to do the things that would help me get better and things weren't changing. Uh, I always had um, an entrepreneurial um, you know thing in my life, I was always pursuing something, and often I could never overcome a certain threshold, and I would just keep hitting the same wall, trying to serve an audience and sort of making ends meet, but of course, still miserable, depressed, angry, not the ideal person I wanted to be, um, but trying to 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 see better and know that i was better but uh the the uh outer world wasn't wasn't relaying that back to me so i i would go back to the drawing board and scribble something harder and try to create something better faster cheaper more shiny and colorful for my industry and bring it to them oh you guys are really going to love this how's this and you know the result it never worked and that just became a vicious cycle until I realized, wait a second, I'm the common denominator here. Uh, I have to get me right before I can get this right. I have to tweak myself before I can tweak my business. So that sort of realization was spotlighted with the arrival of my two children. Today I have two adoring children: a five-year-old daughter, Danica, a three-year-old incredible son, Harrison. And I give them shout-outs as much as possible because whether they really realize it today, they certainly feel it. Um, but they're the they're the catalyst. They're the reason that I was able to finally see the light, right? They acted as the mirror um, because early on in their still young lives, um, they looked at me with the look of, hey, dad, you're the child in this relationship, right? You got to get this right. And I I knew all of my life that I wanted to be a father, that I would probably enjoy that role. And now that I was given the chance, I wasn't showing up how I really, really could have been at my best. And they, they mirrored that for me. And I said, I can't be this angry, miserable person around them. They're going to learn that this is the way life is and have this impression of their father. No way. It's time. And further, because I was depressed and needy and desperate and seeking approval, I was then able to project myself 20 years down the line and say, let's take my daughter, for example. Now, in that In that uh, story, I'm 20 years down the line, an empty nest. My children are now on their own. And I'm going to see my daughter who grew up just knowing how I was. So that influenced her. And now she's out into the world seeking approval. That didn't sit well with me. And I knew at that time, there'd be absolutely nothing I can do. But now, now there's everything I can do. So I took an honest look which is really what it takes when you're ready willing and able to take an honest assessment and make the choice that things are going to change you make the small daily changes to replace the habits and patterns that are not serving you Slow- i
0: love that and i love how you amplify the the small changes you have to take right because how many times do people want to make a change and they go massively all in and go big and then a couple months down the road, they're right back where they were.
1: Dr. Vic, that's exactly the trap, isn't it? And I've, <laughs> I, I've, I've said that before. Like the easy example, somebody wants to lose weight and they're going to say, like you said, I'm all in. I'm going to lose 50 pounds. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to the gym five days a week. I'm going to eat this. No, no, no. Why don't you have the goal? You want to lose weight again, whatever your goal is. And if it's that easy example of losing weight, how about you just drink more water? How about you eat one less candy bar or deliberately uh, don't drink soda or, or any number of things that is one small step in the right direction? That is the secret. That's the trick. That's what it's about. That's how it works.
0: I love it. I would say though, the the, going big is the sexy though. It's sexy when you do that. (laughs) (laughs) It's more, it's more eye catching when you go all big, but no, I agree with you. It's, it's, you know, I, I I always let nature and universe be my guide and I never see nature in the universe or the human body do something big. Um, it's always small acts consistent over a period of time that creates the impossible.
1: I love the nature and universe analogy because it's true. It's what we are among and it's, it's visible right in front of us. Yeah. Literally. literally.
0: So when it comes to then, you know, looking at all this, um, and you were going through this process, I know you had a lot of noise in your head. I know there was a lot of things of belief systems and, and childhood growing up and all these factors. Um, can you, how did you, um, you know, the children were your catalyst. Um yeah. but was there still that noise in your head, the story still playing, or was it more of just like, this is it, done, got it. I made the decision, I made the choice, cut everything out, making the small stuff and just moving forward.
1: Well, in real time, I didn't know what was happening. I just knew what needed to happen and knew what I was doing. Uh, first of all, uh, you need uh uh as much of a level of self awareness. As possible, Uh, figure that out in some way. Become aware of what you're thinking. Become aware of your thoughts. Right? You could take a step above your thoughts and see them. So you are not your thoughts. You're the thinker of your thoughts. Right? Perhaps a little esoteric, but it can work. And that's how you you really gain self awareness. Become very aware and in tune with not only your thoughts but your Feelings and um, looking back on, well, how did I get here? What did I actually do? What What did I what What's made of all this? Uh, I came up with uh, f that noise, which is a um, a double meaning because it is like you alluded uh, f that noise in your head, right? For me, it was all of that. That story that I told myself and continue to tell myself, that's noise that just gets in the way. And if that noise is also the five-step process, N-O-I-S-E, that allowed me to get from there to here. And what it comes down to is not only becoming self-aware, but really understanding the emotions that are getting in your way. Because really, any given day, any given moment, we replay habitually the same emotional responses over and over again to the same scenarios over and over again. You'll get into the same arguments, the same discussions, the same stuff habitually, because that's what your body physiologically is responding to. And that's the way it works. So this process allows you to become self-aware of your emotions and put a gap, put a space, put distance between the execution of that emotion and uh, perhaps a better, more serving emotion. So if you want me to take you through simply what each of the, uh, the steps means, I'm happy to do that. Let's do it. All right, so like I said, it's all about the emotion and becoming very self-aware. So the N is simply to name that emotion. First step, you want to name it so you know exactly what it's called. It might be anger, frustration, envy, confusion, loneliness, whatever that emotion is. Put a name to it and you'll be well on your way. The O Often the most difficult one for my clients to embrace is you have to own this emotion. It's yours and it's yours alone. It's not about anybody else changing. It's not about your wife, husband, spouse, uh, um, um, boss, neighbor family, anybody changing, the power is in your hands. So when you own the emotion, you're able to take the power and move forward to make the change. It also comes down to that choice. Until you're really ready to choose this direction, it's not going to change. But once you are, make that choice, you are on your way. The I, now you need to identify with it. You need to make it whole body, meaning you need to say, you know, I am angry. I am frustrated. I am jealous, envious, depressed, confused, lost, lonely pick the one, we're going to identify one, whatever it is, identify with it. Let it go whole body for you. Now, this is just between you and your higher being, your God, whatever you resonate with, but that's what you want to do. You want to identify with it. Then the S, you want to sit with it. Now, this isn't a long-term process. Process. We don't have to go back to your childhood if you don't want to. It doesn't have to take months. It can take hours, days, or weeks. But what you're doing when you're sitting with it is now you're going to become very aware of when this predominant emotion comes out. What makes it arise? Is it a certain time of day, a certain person, a certain topic, a certain activity? You're probably uh, in tune with this, but become so aware and write it down all the times that this emotion arises and executes within your body. And when you do, we can then create a pattern interrupt when it's about to arise because we've now identified what's making this occur. And a pattern interrupt is just putting something different in place. So the body doesn't habitually trigger that same exact emotion over and over without your awareness. So now we can start becoming a little more aware, creating a bit of a time distance between the time it executes in your body and the time that something caused it to trigger. And then slowly but surely, again, everything is a slowly but surely process. This is the way you want it. This is the way you need it. Just like you said, Dr. Vic, with nature. That's how change occurs. Slowly but surely, you're going to put more and more space between the acts that once triggered this emotion and actually now it occurring in your life. And the E is the only logical progression from all this, you will evolve into the person you've always been. You're not changing. And I know, Dr. Vic, you also use the word evolve in your intro opening. And I love it. I resonate with that too. It's an evolution. It's not a change. This is you just becoming the version of you that was always there.
0: Love how you phrase that at the end. It, it really is true. Um, yep. The other cool thing about it, <clears throat> excuse me, is that when we look at emotions, it's just that it's what tunes the vibrational frequency of you and really resonates to create more of whatever it is that you're vibing with. And emotions are a huge part of it. Um, a lot of times people get so heady and headspace with that um, instead of mm-hmm. Really just being aware. And I love, I know you said owning your emotions. I know that's the toughest part. I also would say probably one of the more, with the white up there, maybe not as tough, but close to it is sitting with it.
1: Mm, tell me why.
0: Because if you have pain, let's say a painful emotion, right? Like you're angry, you're frustrated, maybe X, Y, Z. A lot of times human nature will, or humans will naturally run away from pain uh, oh. instead of embracing it. And taking it in and letting it just say I'm going to sit with this anger. Let me just feel this out because it's if it makes them feel uncomfortable, as the brain doesn't like um, being uncomfortable, it's gonna be like, no, let's let's go the other way. Let's avoid that. Let's try to do whatever we can to get away. Let's dismiss it or become unaware. Like, as you said, with this whole process uh, of creating awareness, which I love. Um, Would you would that? Does that resonate a little bit?
1: Yeah, and I love that you brought two two points into this. You spoke about pain and you spoke about uncomfortability. They are completely separate because as you know, um people people long for comfort, but a lot of people sit in a painful emotional space as comfort. So that's the interesting uh, trap there that we 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 say we don't want pain, but we will take the pain If we know it's familiar and comfortable. So we, we sort of run away from the uncomfortable, but right into the pain.
0: Isn't that crazy how that works? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I I love the, love the process here. And you know, when it comes to that, that, that uh, uh, well, no, I was going to ask something else, but that's, I'll dive into something here. But so when we look at, you know, being more aware, and I, and I love that term because I really believe when you, the more self-awareness you can create, the more you can evolve. Um, a quote I wrote in my book called, uh, it was by Lao Tzu, and it stated, um, to master others, master others is strength, but to master yourself is true power. Mm. And when you bring up this whole process, noise, self-awareness, I really believe, as you said, uh, going back to who you really already are, who, you, who, you, who you've not always been. And, uh, uh, I really believe this process helps people get to that. Would you agree? It helps you to get into that state of being in true power and really resonating.
1: Yes. Especially today I have, um, you know, and it's a daily ongoing process where there's always a lot you can grow and learn from, but now looking back on my life, that's also a sense of self-awareness. Who, who was I? What kind of a person was I? Why did I make those choices And if you can really gain clarity on that awareness, uh, you're going to be better off because you'll be able to spot those potential traps going forward and avoid them or see them face to face and say, um, I'm not going to take this on. I'm not going to go in that direction. I, I, I get it. I've been there before. And that's really what this whole awareness thing is being able to identify the situations or the conflicts or the scenarios that are right for you and that are not right. And over time. What you'll be able to do is go in a direction, navigate down a path where you're really just creating intentionally because you've learned how to visualize them for yourself, attract the right people and circumstances into your life. You'll avoid so many of these things because you're not looking for them. It's all a choice. You can complain, you can, you know, talk and kick and scream about the problem or not. And it really helps everything to not, but it's a choice. Uh, I played the victim for most of my life. You know, why me? Everything's happening to me. Nobody likes me. Why doesn't anybody get me? And that's, again, what I attract. I realized in my journey of growth here that playing the victim is a thing. I didn't even realize that that was a thing until I came across somebody talking about it. And I was in the space to be able to accept it. And I said, oh my goodness, that's me. I I didn't even know that that was a thing, but now I can identify it, become aware of it. My ego didn't resist it at that point, and uh, here we are today.
0: I love it when you went through that process and you realized it was a thing, and you were you were doing that. Did you start to notice that um, you started seeing it more and more in other people?
1: Yeah, it's, I, I I knew you were going to ask that as you started. <laughs> asking. Isn't isn't that funny? Now uh, the trick is not to judge and not to put yourself above or on a pedestal, but just to acknowledge and to use that for what it's worth for you. But you do, and uh, one of my biggest fears um, when I was starting to accept that, okay, I gotta, I gotta adjust everything that I'm doing. I can't remain here any longer my big fear, because I told myself this story for so long that I'm this type of person and this is who I have to be. And this is all anybody would accept of me. But ironically, we saw how that played out. So what good did that do for anybody involved? But my biggest fear was that I thought people were, were going to retaliate against me. Should I dare break this mold or step into my power and my ability that I knew I was capable of all along. The stuff I knew I could do, should do, wanted to do, and the stuff I wanted to try. And like, who who could say any differently? But I gave everybody this power. And I thought people would retaliate and get angry and throw sticks and stones. And you know, what's so funny. They did all that when I was weak, because I kept myself in this weak, position, physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, I never thought that I would have the strength to stand up for myself. So I stayed in that role. And the irony is that once I stepped out and continue to take another one step forward, there's that slowly but surely advice again. Once (laughs) I take one step at a time into the powerful, correct, Right direction for me, the people I feared that would retaliate are literally nowhere to be found. You know who's to be found? The people like you, Dr. Vic, who are surrounding me, who are there with me that I can see right right around me day in and day out. And one more person over a day and over time and another person that I attract and that attracts me. And now we're just building this force field that I feel that I use and nobody else can get through.
0: I love it. And you're creating momentum with it all, right? Say it. Yeah. And it just constantly, as you keep building little at a time, right. That's kind of the theme here a little bit. All right. Uh, You continue to build that. And I love that. Yeah. So let's say there's someone out there and they, they hear this little voice deep down, but they, they, they get so much fear building up in them and they, they want, they know they need to do something, but they keep fighting themselves and all that. What advice can you give them to kind of break through that? What are things that you do or things that you went through or teach that can help that individual?
1: So there are a couple of things. The the bigger picture, like I said earlier, is uh, I help you plan for that ultimate question. How would you like to be remembered? And that question has worked so well for me and continues to, and works so well for my clients because it puts everything into not only the end result perspective, but it puts it into the day-to-day perspective. So let's think about this. How would you like to be remembered? And now if it's generally speaking, like I want to change the world, okay, great start. But then we really get granular and break it down. Who do you want to change it for? How do you want to change it? When do you want to change it? And why do you want to change it? All of that is going to really help put that into perspective. How would you like to be remembered? And what else that does is it allows every action, choice, and decision you make today to be directly influenced by that end result. So think about this. Over the course of a lifetime, how many actions, choices, and decisions do we make? Millions, right? Small, medium, and large. Individually speaking, we put so much weight into each of those that we just agonize over it over and over again. But really, individually speaking, none of them matter. None of them are definite. None of them matter. None of them are definite. What is definite is that end result. How would you like to be remembered? Now, You're part of the story. You can change it. You can alter it. You can adjust it. You can direct it, navigate it to where you wanna go. Individually speaking, no choice, action, or decision you make makes a world of difference, individually speaking. But how they collectively tie in at the end of the day to how would you like to be remembered, that is definite. That is the end result. At that point in time, there's nothing you can do, change, or adjust about it. It is what it is. And the decision to work on that bigger picture question, that ultimate question, does not happen on your deathbed. It does not happen when you're 50 or when you have children or when you get married. It happens now. It happens the very next action you do, the very next choice or decision you make influences. Whether you realize it or not, whether you consciously and deliberately have answered that question for yourself, how would you like to be remembered? It will either be answered for you, or you can start doing things today to influence how that question is answered.
0: I love that. And I think, Josh, what you're really really coming across with is just basically how to live intentional every single day rather than habitual.
1: There you go. You you have to. And then also seeing the idea that no one individual action makes a world of difference. And that should be so gratifying because that means you can hit send on that email. You can hit record. You can make the phone call. You can forgive. You can do anything you need to. And it's, it's all in respect of that ultimate question. And individually doesn't mean a darn thing.
0: I love it. And I love the whole long, it's a long-term effect rather than the short-term. You know, you're you're really just saying, this is who I'm going to be remembered as. I'm setting the tone. Here's my vision. Here's my my thing. And I'm just every step of the way, this is what I'm going to align myself with.
1: I love how you said long-term versus short-term. I'm gonna say it's both-term. Of course, we see the long-term. You know how it's short-term? I've already said my children have become my reason for everything. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the five-year-old, the three-year-old. It's short-term in the fact that early on in their lives, like I said, oh, I was miserable, angry and depressed, kicking and screaming. I was that child in that, <laughs> in that relationship there. But today, now, short-term, when I go home in a few hours, that's short-term, and I can, I can embrace, I can love, I can be playful, I can parent, I can be there for them in a way that feels right. And for me, what really helped put this all into perspective, going back and connecting it to the, how would you like to be remembered? I've always had a, an interesting relationship with the concept and idea of death for much of my life. Um, it kept me, you know, weeping in bed late at night trying to wonder what it means. How in the world does this, like, how, how could we be here and then there? Like, I don't, I don't get it. It used to freak me out. Uh, now I'm a little more comfortable with it. But in, in regards to this, what this whole idea allows me to do like you said, be present, because I'm so aware of the finite nature of this tangible being that we're here on earth and the truth of the matter, life can end anytime at a moment's notice without warning. I've become so attuned to that concept that that in and of itself allows me to make sure That every single moment that I'm spending with my children, should it be my last, I want to make sure that it is significant and ideal as possible.
0: I love that. Isn't it amazing how thinking of death creates so much urgency? yes <laughs> yes <laughs> and i always say that because i teach i share a lot of that like i always tell people let death be your you create if you're if you're depressed if you're angry whatever it may be and i'm or you're letting some small things get in the way know that you won't be here forever and that there is going to come a moment and you have no idea when and i'm like all of a sudden that stuff is not going to matter and then it comes back to what really matters
1: it's so true. And uh working with clients, it's it's all about getting them to to figure out why they're not taking that step. One of the one of the demographics I love working with are those people who have the entrepreneurial spirit who who are entrepreneurs at heart but didn't take that first step in that direction. Why? A whole host of reasons based in fear. And that's what I help unravel. Well, let's 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 first figure out why you're not taking that step. And it's not even about them getting an idea or implementing it. That's the easier part, isn't it? But it's first, well, why are we here? What's been stopping you? And that's not a lengthy conversation either. Usually they're just looking for the person that they can connect with that says, you know what, you, you got this. And furthermore, you're sitting on a multimillion dollar idea. Even if it's not financial, imagine, you know, how that's going to feel inside. And most often these are incredible ideas. And it's like, why, why haven't you taken the steps? And, you know, we know the answers, but that's, I, I, I walk alongside and and help you take these steps and see the stuff that I wish I was able to see for myself all these years.
0: I love it. And how do you keep them or keep an individual in a state of urgency? Because the mind will, the, 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 the ego yes. identity side will figure out loopholes to, to trick you.
1: Yeah, so um one of my more common one-on-one programs is a weekly program. We meet once a week uh via video or in person if you're local, and I can tell you that there are, you know, um uh charted weeks in where without a doubt things start progressing in a phenomenal way. And then the client comes to the meeting just freaked out, right? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is absolutely perfect. They start doubting themselves, second-guessing. They're, they're so scared. Now, I can recognize this because in my own journey, I've learned and I've worked through all that stuff where when you are progressing and changing and shifting and adjusting and evolving... Um, your older self is going to try to do things to test and sabotage the legitimacy of all this. And you might feel physically run down or you might find yourself slacking or like I said, deliberately sabotaging and emotionally getting freaked out is a perfect sign that you are in the right direction. So uh, being there to acknowledge it and say, it is so perfect that you are here right now in this emotional state because I know you feel that you're onto something big and what you're experiencing is your mind and body trying to process that and keep you what? Safe, quote unquote, comfortable, quote unquote. So by trying to step out of that, we know as entrepreneurs that it's never about remaining comfortable. If you feel comfortable, eh, you know, you're not, you're not doing up to your potential. So navigating and accepting and supporting that process, this is not like, okay, once you're on this path, it's going to be all uh, you know, great great uh, emotions from here on out. No, there's a lot of ups and downs, but you know what it becomes about? How you deal with it. I used to get angry and frustrated of so much. My kids did. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Looking back on it, it's like, okay, fine. I guess I needed that in order to see and become and work through. Um, But come on, it's not about that. Now, Less and less and less and less things um, upset me or frustrate me because I have the perspective. I've worked through it, and I'm willing. I've made the choice to work through it.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's the big the big part. You know, you're what you're sharing all the listeners listening. I mean, you're. When you're in anytime I work with someone too, and they're always in that, they get that freaked out state. I'm like perfect mind, not used to something. It's freaking out. It's this is different, uncomfortable. This is the state of growth. I'm like, we just it's called the terror barrier. I'm like, well, just got it's terrifying, but it's gonna be a beautiful process once we get through it. As long as you, like you said at the end, choose to do the work, right? Absolutely. And so um, is there any tips or tricks for those people who can kind of like break through that? Is there, is there something that you, you do? Because uh, I know I face it still, and I always tell people, and I'm always transparent, uh, as entrepreneurs, you're always going to hit that state. It's just how more uh, how used, how comfortable can you get with being uncomfortable to the state of really achieving your massive growth and mm-hmm. where you want to go? Is there any ritual yeah. or something you do to help you in that process?
1: Yeah, well, uh, broadly speaking, um, connect. Con- constantly and consciously to that ultimate question, "How would you like to be remembered and once you do that work, once you go through that process, once you really identify that for you, that should really drive you to the point where additionally um, find your why right so all of you know my why which i 'm sure you 've heard of before and um, how you would like to be remembered it 's all tied in to my children. So knowing that, I've then created, because now I have a a second supporting one for me that I keep in my desk drawer. So something tangible that you can look at, that you can hold, that you can reference, that ties into this should keep you on track. So when you do get hit with Oh my goodness, this is getting real. <laughs> Life is getting legit over here. I can't believe this is happening, but how wonderful because it's 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 exactly in line with what I established for myself, my why, how I want to be remembered, what I'm doing in, in the world. These, sh- these 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 one and one and one moments and actions that have led up to this. So something tangible that supports your desire for what you're trying to do in this world.
0: I love it. I mean, I, and, and for the listeners out there, this is just, you know, it's, it's that you, you anchor yourself back into your purpose. You anchor yourself uh-huh. back into remembering how do you want to be remembered? And yeah. uh, yep. I, I love that. That's awesome and powerful stuff there. Uh, really good nuggets here. I'm, I'm loving this stuff. Um, so, so for all the listeners out there, how can they connect with you? How can they find you and reach out to you and so much more?
1: My main hub is my website, joshcary.com. And from there you can find all my social links. Should you want to, wherever you spend time, you'll find me. Uh, it also has all of my podcast episodes. Uh, if you want to hear from me in that regard, or a uh, email, phone number, or contact form. I love hearing from you.
0: Love it. Before we go, I got a couple last questions. Um, I, when I find time, I, I love to be able to ask them, and you're the type of guy I would love to ask these two.
1: Go for it.
0: What is a book that you've read that has play, had a played a pivotal role in your life? If you can, if you can choose one. If you have more, that's fine too. But whatever, uh, whatever comes to you.
1: It's not a, I've learned, it's not a popular book, but for me, it was very, very changing. Uh, Tuesdays with Maury. Hmm. You know the book?
0: I've heard of it. Never, I haven't read it.
1: It's a, it's a real life recollection. Mitch Album, A-L-B-O-M is the author. Uh, long story short, um, Mitch was a student of Maury. Maury was a college professor of Mitch's years ago. They, um, they were close. They lost touch. Uh, Cut to um, nearing the end of Maury's life in his 70s. He was diagnosed with a terminal illness and um, he got back in touch. Mitch and Maury found themselves together again every Tuesday. Mitch would spend an afternoon with Maury, thus the title Tuesdays with Maury, (laughs) and he would record their conversations uh, hearing Hearing Maury's life lessons and wisdom for a life well lead, well led, and it it, it just talks about you know the the weekly lessons and things and stories that uh, Maury learned along the way and how Mitch and we can apply them and what they mean as he's really on his deathbed. You know, every scene he's just deteriorating, but he shows up, and so it was just fascinating to me. In part, perhaps a sub theme here you see my whole fascination with like you said, uh see the end, you know the end will come, whether you plan for it or not and um i've I've chosen to embed that truth into my day to day to to lead the best life I can. And that book really sparked and helped further that interest and put it all into perspective that we don't have to wait until we're on our deathbed to, to do our good work and to impart the wisdom and to share what we know. could do it right now.
0: Couldn't agree with you more. I'm going to have to check that book out. I like it. Yeah. Um, two more questions. One is going to be, what would you share with your younger self 10 years ago of what you know now?
1: the it, it it's it's interesting because i i often wonder mm, would i you, you know the whole idea of would i have been here today if i was not there then um but okay to answer your question
0: <laughs> i'm with you on all that by the way but yeah, go ahead. <laughs>
1: exactly right but um I, I i understand the question and it's josh stop trying to please everybody. These people don't care about you. So these aren't the people that you need to be gaining the approval from. If you want to gain approval, you know where to look. You got to look within, start there, but do not start with these people who you're trying to please, who you're trying to impress, who you're trying to gain the approval from, because these aren't even good people, so take that and figure it out now.
0: Love it. And that is so powerful in so many ways. I love that. Uh, and for anyone listening out there, really hone in on that. That I know for myself, that's uh, I used to be. I still am at times. I'm working. You know, it's a work in progress. I'm, I'm evolving. Right. Always uh, being a people pleaser. Right. It's one of the things that I was grown and entra- uh, ingrained in my head. Um, last but yeah. not least, I never I- asked. This- oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Oh, no, I was going to say, and, and, and like you said, the, the people you're trying to please, you don't even respect. So just <laughs> sit on that for a minute. Think about it. They're not, they're not even good people. So
0: true in so many ways, I know. and uh, I
1: spent uh, I spent 15 years as an actor filmmaker in New York City pursuing that. So hey, figure out why I did that, trying to gain this external approval. Right? Will somebody just applaud for me? Hey, I'm on stage. Do you like what I'm doing?
0: Oh man, I got. I'm with you on that. Oh man. Yeah, right. So this is a question I never asked before, and uh, I, I think it's perfect for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you want to be remembered?
1: <laughs> oh, you've been listening, Dr. Vic. I get it. Uh, I get it. Um, I want to be remembered as the greatest daddy. Now, this is a specific terminology. Obviously, my two amazing children, they call me daddy and my heart melts every time I hear it. Um, So I want to be remembered as the greatest daddy. Now, this is a bigger picture because it's not just about, you know, well, why don't I just become a stay-at-home dad and, you know, uh, lavish them with love, affection, and gifts? Fine, you might become the greatest daddy. No, because what I've realized, having been this version of myself in their lives, and in their earlier lives, you know, uh, some, a few years ago, I wasn't, I realized that in order for me to be the greatest daddy, I have to be the greatest person, which means I have to tap into all of my potential, the hidden entrepreneur, hiding all of my power and ability, no longer doing that allows me to be the best I can, which includes being the greatest Daddy. So if at, if at family reunions I'm spoken about kindly, that's how I want to be remembered. Hey, tell me about your great grandfather. Who is this Josh character?
0: Love it. Yeah, and I think you hit a very strong point there. You know, uh, to be the greatest dad, and that's something of what of my visions are. And it's, and and I know the same thing. I have to show up every day being the best person I can possibly be. And uh, I love that. I commend you on that. Thank you, sir. So I want to thank you for being on. This was a lot of fun. And uh, I know the listeners are going to get a ton of value out of this. So thank you for uh, being on and uh, taking some time to share some wonderful wisdom.
1: Dr. Vic, thank you for having me on. That's the only way it was possible.
0: (laughs) And until next time, just brother, keep living that light and passion and uh, following what you uh, want to be remembered as.
1: I appreciate you very much.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For past shows, please visit www.EmpowerYourReality.com. I hope this show inspired you and added to your life to help you on the journey to rediscover who you really are. To connect with us on Facebook, please visit www.Facebook.com forward slash Dr. Vic Manzo. Check us out on Twitter. The handle is DrVic21 follow us on instagram .instagram www.instagram.com forward slash dr vic manzo if you were inspired by the podcast pay it forward by sharing it with someone who you know can benefit from it thank you again for listening to the mindful experiment podcast sharing paths to help you rediscover your infinite potential